I'm Chef Pete Gagan from Cargill, and we're in the kitchen with Sterling Silver Premium Meats. It's a podcast where we'll be serving up insights and perspectives for chefs and food service professionals. And of course, we'll be digging into the world of premium beef. Because even with over 30 years of culinary experience, I still have an appetite for learning more. I hope you're hungry too. This is part two of a two-part episode. If you missed the first part, be sure to go back and enjoy part one. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. Today, we're picking up our conversation on creating and maintaining a culture of success in your restaurant with Mike Eason, owner and operator of the Scotch and Sirloin Steakhouse here in Wichita, Kansas. Happy to have you here, Mike. Thank you, Pete. Let's transition now. We've mentioned the word beef over and over again. You guys focus on that. It's so important. It's 80% of your menu. Let's talk about the beef you use on the menu and why exclusively sterling silver. You know, I've been fan for Sterling Silver for as many years I've been in that restaurant business. Sterling Silver brand is consistent. I can depend on it that when I go to talk to my client, having, of course, that brand with my proper tools, that I can put a stunning, great, top-notch, nice meal for my clients, that I can look at them in the eye and tell them, how was your dinner? Personally. Mm-hmm. And it's been consistent for all these years. And of course, with the help with the uh, Cargill, the scientists, we're working on great model of aging that truly we made it in a way that we're very comfortable with it, that our feedback from our customers, which is they come from, like I said, other cities, uh, international, and they really brag about our beef and our cuts. I mean, there's a lot of, I don't know if you want to call it competition, but there's other beef out there. And in my opinion, too, you said the key word about consistency is so important. Anything you do in a restaurant is consistent. So that consistent quality. And the other piece is the aging, what you do to it after the fact. And you would never put something out there that wasn't at a certain age. So you know that experience is going to be phenomenal every time and you said it, look your customer right in the eye and ask him how his meal was and you know what the answer is going to be. Like I always tell him, you know, our restaurant is a value restaurant because why we deliver the best value. Yeah. Because why you're getting the best flavor at the end of the day. And we work very hard with all our team to make sure maximizing flavor in every meal we put on the table. Mm-hmm. And there's a line in the kitchen, just a funny line. You know, I said, Cost me money, but don't cost me customers. If Mike doesn't eat it, never serve it. Mm-hmm. It's so important. So my, my sometimes, you know, there's, you know, I have the chef tell them, please tell them it's going to be five more minutes. Uh, you know, the steak was a little bit overcooked. As I always tell him, thank you. Yep. Thank you for doing that. So important. It's not worth it to send it out there. Overcooked or underdone, whatever it might be, you want to send it out right you're better off waiting a little bit longer. I can get you another glass of wine. We we want the customer to come back. That's why I tell them, mm-hmm. it's okay. Let me lose some money now, but let me have the customer come back again. Yeah, you gain it back later. Exactly. You can't lose that customer. So let's think about how you're cooking those steaks. Can you tell the audience what you have in the back of the house and, and how it is you guys make those beautiful uh, steaks come to life? With our experience, we really like after trying, you know, other tools of cooking those steaks, 
broilers, you know, which is 1600 degree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you know, the heat comes from the top. With that, you put the steaks on the road, you put them in, the heat comes and we can char it. We believe that charring the steak, it's going to caramelize the flavor. It just caramelizes a little bit the fat as well, give it better, enhance the beef a little bit better. Sure. And what happens also is that broiler, it really seal the steak, kind of like you create a sealer on top of the steak on both sides. And it retained the juice inside that steak. So, you know, when you're having that beautiful marbling, sterling silver, and you come and you char it on both sides perfectly. I mean, of course, you know, uh, favorite cuts, whatever it is, it's called medium rare, we like. Mm-hmm. Let it rest for a few minutes and you put it to the table. By creating that sealer on both sides, it really retains all this great marbling melts in your mouth. Sure. And we've been very happy with it. We even have a different broiler in addition, has a flat top as well. Okay. When people want to do a Pittsburgh style, you know, we mm-hmm. don't want to go and use a pan or other tools. And, I, you know, I respect every chef's way, but this has worked for us perfect. Flat top underneath the broiler, it truly, it gives so much heat, create that perfect char for making a Pittsburgh look nice. And we finished outside that broiler as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, high heat, that's the way to go. Again, you develop so much flavor with that crust on the outside. You know, just like a regular wood-fired grill or anything, yeah, you can make it taste good, but that's not going to touch every part of that protein on the outside. You don't get that full crust, which is all flavor. That is, in my opinion, the best way to go. Can't wait to get back in there and, and eat another one of those steaks. Did you... Put that broiler in yourself, or was it there prior? To no, no. This is when I first walked in. I walked in with two great tools. We can't go anywhere with any product in the world without having the proper tool to deliver it. Mm-hmm. That's in every business besides restaurant. For restaurants, two tools. The first one are the broiler. Second, for the bar and the wine, I want with the, the Riedel Varal specific glasses. Mm-hmm. Because I want the proper tool to deliver the best steak, and I want the best tool to deliver the wine. Sure. I I was pretty sure that you had put that in there because that was a big deal. Really change that experience and elevate the actual cooking of the steak. That was smart. I mean, a little bit seasoning with that heat. Yeah. I mean, as you know, Chief, I mean, you're the master of it. (laughs) Like you said, just a little bit of seasoning, that heat, and the right meat, and the perfect aging, it melts in your mouth. That's awesome. So I'm curious, since, again, we're talking about beef and, you know, on your menu today, you're going to have your strip loins, your fillets, your ribeyes. I know prime ribs big for you, uh, even a bone-in or even a tomahawk sometimes, you know, rib, again, ribeyes. But I'm wondering if you guys ever play around with any other cuts, maybe a top sirloin or anything like that. You know, we did. And uh, when I first walked in, actually, to the place, and even they have a top sirloin on the menu. But, okay. But when we brought the scotch to have that big city flair, we were very successful with it. That's what the customer want. They want that image of a high-end steakhouse, from the ambiance to the quality of food and the wine selection, everything. So 
we tried all the other cuts. I even took the top sirloin off because that's not what the customer want. Mm. Well, yeah. Their expectation, walking in, they want those premium cut that they know. Now, we were able to be creative a little bit about some of the cuts to make them our own signature, you know, mm-hmm. making like your bone and ribeye. From the bone to the bone, we don't do it except like without making it like a smaller cut. But really, that's what the customer want. And like I said, we go back to day one in our business. Give what the customer want. That makes a lot of sense. I was just wondering, you know, mm-hmm. just to see, because there is a whole animal there and just uh, I totally understand. But the fact that you mm-hmm. listen to your customers and, and give them the things they want. Hey, you know what? I don't want a top zone. Mm-hmm. I can go yeah. somewhere else for that. This is what I want when I come to the scotch. And here it becomes sensitive. Issue mm-hmm. Sure. why... Customers are highly educated, of course, knowledgeable, understanding food and cost and food and, and quality and cuts. We, we tried, and you don't want to come to a sensitive point that you're trying to feel your downgrade. I know you have other cuts. You're trying to give other options and downgrade. Now, we wrote in a paper when we walked to the restaurant, what do you want? And we did it. Same thing with those cuts of meat. Mm-hmm. I have one of my clients, you know, as you know, we have three cuts of prime rib. We used to, we called it petite prime rib. And one is, was the former owner, uh, Lori cut. And one of them Ernie, like 24, 26 ounces cut of prime rib. I have one of the executive of big corporation. He said, Mike, uh, let me see the menu here. I know you're changing things and I'm so happy with it. I bring my clients. He said, can I give you an advice? I said, yeah. I said, can you take the word petite out? I said, oh, yeah, of course, whatever. You're the client that I want you to come. He said, the word petite is, not, if I bring in a group, if a customer does not want to order big cut of meat, it's kind of like word, is not, I want to be like somebody ordering a big steak, can I have the petite? It's just kind of uncomfortable, mm-hmm. uncomfort zone, just people don't want to be in. Sure. So, you know, what we did, we wrote and write standard. <laughs> you know? Oh, there you go. Yeah, just those little things, mm-hmm. we pay attention to the customer because we want to give what the customer wants from the beginning. Yeah. As a chef myself, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like to play with different cuts and all, and, and I think those are definitely the top. And uh, I just know that there's other stuff out there. And sometimes people want to, you know, Give a different, you know, special something, you know, so it's not the same, but that's not your clientele. And I get it. But I, I totally mean, understand. But it might work in other concepts. You know, we have my brother at TI, you know, the you mm-hmm. know, chef OJ there. He tell me right now, his top sirloin cut is the biggest seller he has. Okay. But it's a different clientele, different restaurant. Yeah. It's a continental restaurant, a, you know, it's a completely different. When they come to that steakhouse, their expectation is high and they already have in mind what they want yep and i applaud you actually for not changing you Mm -hmm. you ask questions Mm -hmm. this is what they told you and this is what you're sticking with so so we can move to something else that's my personal opinion (laughs) how we can get better how we can be better right well like you said focus on those and and just Mm -hmm. make sure they're right every time like my client tell me when you're gonna stop mike you always have something new (laughs) i told him the minute i stop i'm out of business yeah that's true i mean things change directly and he said, you keep remodeling sometimes and we felt you're done and you have something else now, new booth or new chairs. I said, do you remodel or your wife remodel the furniture in your home? He said, yeah. So you remodel your kitchen every once in a while. 
said, yeah. I said, does it need it? He said, no. But I said, you want a different look? I said, yeah. I said, is a respect to you as a client come to my restaurant? I want to change it up to you. There you go. Just to make you feel that it's all for you. I want you to feel that your money or we want to give you the image that you want. Makes sense. So yeah. before we end this podcast, I always ask my guests what their favorite cut of beef is. And I would love to hear what yours is and why. Uh, strip is my, you know, the way to go. My, my, you know, my personal favorite, no question, it is the strip. And personally, I think if you really want to judge a steakhouse, you judge them by their strip. Okay. Uh, fillets, I mean, it's a great tender, great juicy. Ribeye has more on the fat side. Strip has a little bit more flavor than the filet. And you can judge them based on their aging and their tenderness. And if you have a great marbling and high quality, I think you have enough flavor compared to that ribeye. It doesn't mean it's bad. Ribeye is not the best. It's my biggest seller in my restaurant, as you know. Sure. Plus the prime rib. And, you know, and uh, for I changed all the cuts. I tried everything else. And at the end, I always rest on my great piece of strip. It's like, this is something safe. I enjoy. And uh, I don't know about other cuts. Uh, you know, they all have unique in every way. Yeah, I'd say strip is probably my favorite out of all of them. I love them all, to be honest. I yeah. would never turn any of them down. Yeah. But I, I never do, too. But yeah. if you're going to give me a choice, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm an, I mean, you have all this cuts. You want to eat one now. I'm yeah. going to eat the strip. Yeah, that, I would choose the strip, too. <laughs> I think the texture, the flavor of it, to me, is exactly what I want. It's different than what you get out of a ribeye. It's different than what you get out of a filet. And you really can judge a steakhouse by it. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, just to, to cook that and to make it really sing, you just have to treat it and season it just right. Because, again, it's not a filet. You're typically putting a lot of sauce and butters mm -hmm. and things that go with it. And then with a ribeye, it has got so much flavor, flavor because of all the that fat. fat. Yeah. So you get the strip just right because of that internal marbling that's there and you the can, texture. You can tell about the quality yeah. easily, yeah. No doubt about that. Do you ever cook any steaks at home or I, is it restaurant oh, only? I cook it with my young kids last night. And it's so funny, you know, we go pick up the steak. I take pictures of the marbling and I tease my friend. And when I cook them, I, of course, and I slice them with my knife. And my 12 years old take a video of it, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it's always at 6 p.m. on Sunday. That's what we have. Okay. Steak and I drink the wine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always, and I show them, tease them how the perfectly medium rare all the way, perfectly char. And I put varieties, you know, between, uh, you know, filet, casey, or buy, and I give them varieties and put some kind of like, you know, a thyme on the top a little bit for mm -hmm. decoration, putting on a beautiful cutting board, and the kids eat, you know, a different flavor, and they compare, and they say, it's kind of like fun, that's our Sunday night dinner. I actually had some ribeyes and strips last night, and it was awesome. Hopefully it was sterling silver. It was, <laughs> it was. No doubt, my, my, my son could probably eat steak, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Seven days a week. That's this my nine years old daughter. Only favorite thing in the world. It's so crazy that those kids, they only eat medium rare. Yeah. With oh. that age. 
Oh yeah, I'm, well, I'm not cooking it any more than that, so yeah. they're not getting it yeah, any other they're way. They're not afraid of the blood <laughs> or the nope. flavor. Yeah, 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 not at all. Well, that's great. Before we end this, I, I want to go back to all the conversation we had, and I would just love to ask you, you know, uh, with all the work you did at the restaurant, the changes and everything that you've done from day one till now, are you happy with the results? More than I expected. And I'm going to be honest with you, it all came from a great team that I had. You know, you take care of your team, your business will grow on its own because they are part of your company. Like I said, you can do it by yourself, the team, but you have to have the people and you work hard with them. You align them together and be part of them and success will come by itself. So the biggest importance look is Look after your staff. Look after your teamwork. Make them part of it. Well, that is just perfect. I mean, it would have been pretty bad if you said, no, I'm not happy, right? No, no, yeah, yeah. Way better. <laughs> but I knew, I, knew, I knew the answer was not going to be that because just listening to you earlier, your passion, everything you had to say about your team and your staff and just how you work together, just this to me goes, that's a successful business model. Yeah. Right, But, you know, Shafid, we can't have a team by being in, in, in an office. Having a team to set yourself the example yeah. with the people and bring your knowledge to them and show it to them, you know. I always tell my, uh, my GM, you know, when we bring a new person, you know, the training is the most important thing because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. You train her or I train her if you want me or whatever, will make sure she's welcome to our team, welcome to our family. We want to get them that feel before they start. We're building that expectation the minute they walk to that door. You're giving them the tools that they need to succeed by the training. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's always valuable to get a perspective from the front lines. And I'm sure that a lot of operators out there can relate and commiserate So thank you so much for sharing your experience and knowledge with us. And I look forward to having you on here again. Thank you, Chef Pete. Looking forward to it again. And we'll bring wine next time. Yeah, we could do that. (laughs) I I think that's a great idea. Great. Thanks for that. Yep. Appreciate it. And to all of our listeners, we'd love your feedback on our podcast. Let us know what you think and if there are topics you'd like us to explore. Just follow the link in the podcast description. In closing, thank you for joining us on In the Kitchen with Sterling Silver. Be sure to join us again as we continue to slice into the amazing world of beef. Until next time, happy eating. To get the next episode delivered to your inbox, subscribe on our website, sterlingsilvermeats.com. Just sign up for our e-newsletter at the top of the page. You can also subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. And be sure to follow at Sterling Silver Premium Meats on Instagram. Until next time, we'll see you in the kitchen with Sterling Silver Premium Meats.